Well, sadly, this is the last episode where I don't know if people have been able to tell, but my disposition is slightly different because I record this at 1.45 p.m. my time. Yeah. But I've been informed that it is a little trying for some people. So we're going to switch back to the evening, which might mean a return to every now and then having a wine glass. Although I did buy a, uh, a bottle of Hennessy. So maybe I'll have a little snifter Ooh. as I'm recording. Which wow. I think, nice. Wow. It's also nice. means the return the return of my breakfast granola that's right we'll have that we'll have that crunch 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 but uh which which i cherish i enjoy that however uh you know it does mean that we can go uh longer which i know brandon cherishes because you know i always have to leave about an hour in to pick up my kids and i feel like there you know there's no pto for picking up your kids there's just like no excuse if you don't pick up your kids on time you get in trouble like it's not the school is remorseless. They they really, you know, it is one of the few institutions, I guess, unless you had like, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 uh, dollars or euros to lay out a year to go to a private school. Right. You know, where where your Bill Murray dad comes and folds out his paper and he's like, look at these kids. These are the rich kids. Set your targets on them and take them out, which still the best <laughs> speech I think ever given. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not in that case, the schools are basically like, I guess they draw on the, I will, I'll get to the end of my sentence soon, but they draw on the authority that was beat into you when you were a school. And they're basically just like, no. And parents are like, okay, you got, you hold the fate of my children in your hands. So I will do anything you tell me with minimum fussing. And and it's just like I feel like. But wait, because uh, I want to know a little bit there. more about how they the the Dutch do school. So it's like, you know, here in the U.S., essentially you do have like the hard pickup. You know, like school ends this time, mm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to yeah. pick up your children this time. Or many places for elementary school age children, maybe even younger, right? You have the option to like pay into some type of aftercare kind of thing, and yeah, that, yeah. that opens up you know a little bit a, a greater window. Like you can be there. Oh sure. So I just I, wonder, I was no, hoping... is, is that the same though? Do like. Is that available in uh, well, the let, Netherlands, first, something let, along those lines? Or is that like... Let me, is, let me qualify that my kids go to a uh, international community school, which means I don't understand the law behind it, but it's kind of like partially funded by the Dutch government. Um, so anyways, it's, I don't know what the normal schools are like. Though. Okay. I shouldn't say, you know, whatever. But at this school, yes, you can sign up for... There's okay, two so things. you have One, the option. I just wanted to yeah, say... You can, yeah, you can sign up for some kind of aftercare thing, but it's not... I, I don't know. It's confusing. There's these people, everyone in Europe is into wearing those, uh, those vests. Like, like you know, it. you have to I'm have one it. of these. I'm into the vest. The vest is getting you gotta a have, wrap. I, I could you I gotta could have, do that in Amsterdam. Go on. Like, I think there's an EU regulation that for your car, you have to have like those little triangle things oh, if your car nice. breaks down yeah. and mm-hmm. also a vest because in every like rental it. and in this. And I guess if your car breaks down, it's like, hey man, if your car breaks down, not only is that embarrassing, we're going to make it super fucking embarrassing because <laughs> yeah. you got to put this <laughs> dumbass fucking vest on. Okay. the <laughs> And so, you know, so wait, wait, there's the this, vest, the vest, well, I don't understand how that picks, how do we get on that? How does that go back to picking up? Because, children? because one of the after school programs, the people who administer it are these, these young folks who wear these green vests that uh-huh. say something on them. Okay. So I'm ah. just saying, I'm just saying there's a vest culture okay. in, in the Netherlands it. and all of Europe that various wow. colors of vests that. All right. So wear that identifies what they're doing. And, and, now, and green, this, green identifies they're working with children. I, I guess so. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And the 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 second yeah, yeah indeed. The second thing is there's a there's a private pool of hiring a taxi uh, that comes, and sure. it's one of these big right. sprinter vans. And the dude, I haven't seen him lately, but the dude who drives the taxi, he is a level of style that I think we could all aspire to. He looks like he's a he's a fresh looking guy. Is all I'm getting to. But you know, normally, like yeah, you got to go uh, pick up your kids. There, I don't think there's any explicit yeah, punishment. I- but it's just, you know, important. It's polite. I thought you were going to say, like, you know, school's out. As soon as the kids are out the front door, they lock them behind them and, like, you know, gates close and they're just like, mm. they're on the streets. You know, yeah. That yeah. Would be, now, entering that would be the school is another thing. Like, if you don't, they, they have very little leniency on tardiness. And then they fill out some some key, some form. And we're told that if you have too many tardies, a truancy officer visits you. I don't know. They really they mm. really put the, the screws that, up here. That is you. not the Australian way. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, I think the Australian model in and out. Yeah. If I remember the Australian model motto is school is punishment. This episode is brought to you by strong DM. Are you managing a gazillion SSH database passwords and Kubernetes certs? How do you manage an audit at that scale? Meet strong DM. 
the only way to simplify infrastructure access and audit controls across any environment, no matter how diverse. StrongDM extends any SSO to centrally manage access to databases, servers, and Kubernetes clusters, so onboarding and offboarding can be done in a single click. Escalate privileges with just-in-time access and automatically log every query and command. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi, StrongDM is the only way to manage access and audit controls at scale without disrupting your workflows. Start your 14-day free trial at strongdm.com slash SDT. There's no credit card required. That's strongdm.com slash SDT. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. Well, Matt Ray, you have been excited about the Confluent S1. So I think... Uh, <laughs> oh, I um, think... Woo! I think I think I am going to just note the one thing and then hand it off to you for like what oh, I, you know no. you don't have to you don't have to do the reportage on it but you know what is what do you I I want to know what you are excited about and what I was excited about of course is is ever since of course uh, when Pivotal IPO and I I I wouldn't say I read their S one but I looked at it a lot yeah. uh, and um, I noticed that we had some PowerPoint slides in there some of which we still use to explain what the pivotal parts of VMware Tanzu do. Uh, there's a good tiered layer cake that's that's pretty good. But I was looking forward to see which PowerPoint slide screenshots uh, they were going to take in there. I was, I was happy to see there were no red squigglies in the screenshot, which means uh, either they spelled everything correctly or maybe they had the poor intern had to select uh, ignore and add it to their dictionary and now <laughs> that's going to come up again. Or the thing I've discovered is they just, you know, you, of course, put it in full screen and do the full screen uh, uh, screenshot and you can get to that. But I think there were some good uh, there was some good screenshots in there of the uh, data. Did they call it data arrest and motion? That's a security thing. But there was basically, you know, slow data and fast data. And I think there were a few other things. Real time like data. Yeah. Stream yeah. processing. Oh, oh. And then, oh, I mean, the 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 uh, I'm doing that French chef so tasty thing here. But the the best part was they took screenshots of their uh, their one pagers on customer references. Oh, they were great. They you had a little Dick Sporting Goods, or as they like to say, DSG. You had a uh, you had an auto trader with a guy looking at a, a gigantic uh, container of oil, kind of contemplating it. That was some fantastic clip art. Uh, and I think they also it was nice. They had like big enterprise uh, one pagers uh, in there, and then they had you know they had a bunch of startups that have like multiple vowels in their names, like they're trying to be Dutch or something. Um, and you know that's pretty popular here in in Dutch. You'll have multiple vowels right next to each other. Ooh, I like uh, the key bank. I do. Before yeah, we get and then of the course, real- of but- course, key bank. Everyone sells to key bank, <laughs> as far as I can tell, which is which is fine. Good stuff. But I just really like the uh, before we get on to Matt Ray's uh, in depth analysis of this one. I just oh. like kind of an, uh, almost like a, a, a callback to our, the Amazon, you know, the six page memo. I just like in this case, it's like even an S one, very official looking document. They're just like you know, let's just put some screenshots of some slides in there because this is the kind of stuff I would do. Like this is like I really relate to this. I'm like you know because obviously at Amazon you would assume the S one was just nothing but a beautifully written narrative. Maybe we'd have to go back in time to see what it is. But Ooh. I just say like I I I'm with this group of investment bankers. You're like got a few extra slot uh, pages to fill. Not really sure what to put in there. Just you know open up your deck, take a couple screenshots. Put them in there. It's beautiful. It's, it's like absolutely we, beautiful. And it kind of breaks up the monotony of all these numbers, too. It's like, it does, you go down, it it's like, oh, man, look at all this text I'm going to have to read. And it's like, nah, let me just go back to the screenshot. Maybe I can get what I need from that. And, and to your point, in innovation, I don't read a lot of S1s, but what I haven't seen is they have, um, in each of the sections, they have a screenshot of a, of a nice-looking section page, right? Like, like, which I think that's, that's a great idea. Cause an S one is normally just like, it's like, you know, every year it's like going to try to read Bruce Sterling's like, you know, state of the well where they use a fucking pre tag. <laughs> and so I can't read it on my phone. Like there's just not a lot of, they should allow, well, they probably shouldn't allow you to submit a CSS, you know, a style sheet with your S one, because then <laughs> there would be arguments and lawsuits about how the styling, like, you know, did something that caused the Matt Levine articles though, that would be written about it. The style sheet. Oh, that'd be so fantastic. I, yeah. I, how I, did, how does how does kerning affect your your oh. spackling or right. whatever? But Mary, I want to back to you now. I just have one question. Okay, Confluent. Yes. This is basically based on Kafka. Is this going to suffer the fate of all 
open companies that are based on an open source project. At the end of the day, will we just in three years will we just be like, well, turns out people could just use Kafka and the and the major uh, hyperscalers. Yeah, they all have a version of it, so <sighs> we don't really need Confluent. Is this going to be like the Hadoop? You know, kind of. Are we the, just the already Cloudera? on the same path? I mean, Is somebody we, taking a private in four yeah, years? Yeah, like, should we just skip ahead to when, where they get bought out from by private equity? Like, do we even need to go through this IPO price? Can you can you run that down for me? Uh, well, um, I, I hate to be uh, the the bearer of bad news, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, look, you know they 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 have they have some pretty solid business here. Uh, right. You know, they're, they're, they're moving, um, uh, I think, what were they hitting, like 200 million a quarter, something like that. I mean, yep. you know, that's, have bought that, it. That, that's good. That, right? That's yep. pretty solid. They've yep. got, they've got uh, uh, 500 customers over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and uh, 60 over a million. Um, but like it know, has uh, that enterprise feel like they have the enterprise. It, software it has the enterprise right? feel. You see, you see the, the ARR, the renewals, you're yep. like, Oh, that all sounds good. <clears throat> and that's what gives off that to... vibe of like, see, we're, we're over a hundred thousand dollars. We're doing a lot of sales yeah. like that. We're on our way to like, uh, you know, maybe million dollar deals. Dare I say the ELA business is starting to come oh. to fruition, right? That's, yes. I think, I think if you're buying off on it, you're like, you're buying into that machine. You're like, yeah, I, I feel yeah. a really good enterprise business going on here. Is that why $60 you would be- million dollar deals, right? You know, million dollar plus deals, right? That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, I think some of the, the like under, you know, the, the things that they try to sweep under the table or, or carpet or wherever you're sweeping things away, um, their, their losses are actually quite high. You know, they, I think, um, I think they're pulling in like, you know, two, 200 million or something like that and losing 400. Uh, you know, then the numbers, you know, are, are supposed to cross where, you know, they, they turn profitable, but um, they don't really talk about the cloud, you know, about their uh, MSK or, or, you know, the Amazon offerings, the Azure offerings, you know, they, um, they don't, you know, they, they kind of <clears throat> downplay their competition. Um, which, well, wait, wait, to this end, know, because I think they're, I, I would say that they're trying to do that thing where like, they would say that we don't have any competitors, but these are like four adjacent areas that are sort of similar to us. You know, like how everyone wants to be like, we're completely new. So therefore we don't have competitors, even though they kind of do. And I guess this is the part, like as I was reviewing the kind of re-reviewing the product portfolio, because I always have to do this. I always just get confused. I'm like, now what do they do again? Right. And it's like, they really don't do any of the reporting side of it. Right. You can stream data and ultimately it, it will do that at a high volume. But at the end of the day, I still need to ultimately stream it to like some type of business objects, some type of reporting thing, right? That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. That, but then there's inside of it. They're always like, but they also store it. Right. But they also have this like distributed log and they also store. So that's the part I'm always feel like when I'm buying this, like, am I just buying part of what I really want? Like I still have to go do all this reporting work on my, my own. Am I missing that? Right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, so, so there there are, I think we linked to like three or four different articles about, you know, analysis of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, the one, uh, the, the jesseanderson.com one, excellent. um, yeah, definitely excellent. Cause excellent. he, he's, he's a big data guy and, you know, very familiar with the space. And, and he's like, you know, they, they totally blow off, you know, the real competition that they're facing. And there's another, uh, well, you know, first off they don't own Kafka. Right. So they're not the only vendor who can provide it. And so, you know, there are other vendors who like straight up have Kafka, you know, and, and they don't have to call it, you know, open search or something like that. They're like, nah, we call it Kafka because that's what it is. And, you know, Confluent is pure play. That's the main thing they right. do. So do we have and kind then, of an elastic situation going on here? Is it a little bit reminiscent of that? A little situation? bit. It's a, a little, little bit. bit like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, because, you know, definitely elastic has competitors who offer the same products. You know, but Elastic is my other question. Isn't it Kafka or is it Kafka? I I don't know. Because I mean, I mean, out with Australians and and for for the purposes of for the purposes of this show where we mispronounce everything, either is fine with me. (laughs) I just you know it it, 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 could be. I hear. We'll let let the readers decide. We won't mandate a pronunciation (laughs) like we normally do. Wait, wait, wait! But Kote, you probably read the original text, right? Yeah, the Franz Kafka. I woke up one morning and I was a distributed key name pair. 
Uh, yes. Um, I guess anywho. it's key value. So let's key just go back anywho. to who would want this. Like, okay, so if you need, if you're streaming, right? If you yeah, have like yeah. tons of da- data coming in from uh, a streaming situation, obviously before the cloud vendors really got there, the, Kafka, however we're saying it, right, would have been the preferred solution, right? That would yes. have been, and I think this is where I saw it for the first time. Four or five years ago, it was yep, like, absolutely. this was the only solution. It was like, shit, this thing is great. Like, nobody it, has It anything. was the hot thing. Right. And, 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 and in the analysis, um, you know, the, the guy talks about working with Cloudera, and Cloudera saying, like, you know, what, what do we care about that? And, you know, about four years ago, and now, like, you know, it, it totally blindsided them and took, like, all that sort of business. Um, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's something that was kind of adjacent to the big data play that they were already making. Quick aside here before you go on, like armchair investment banker analyst, right? Partner level. Hey, why don't we just get, uh, why don't we take Cloudera and just throw it in here with Confluent, right? They both start with C. Feels like, feels like you need both anyway, most of the time. Let's just package this together. Let's throw this in the <laughs> SPAC. Let's make this worth $20, 30000000000 billion. Are you guys in? You in yep. for some shares on that? Well, you know, yeah, because yeah, it's going to last episode, I, I was pitching that we need to have, you know, a PE like VC fund. This I think I think we, we do a modern one, one. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think the software defined hot tub uh, LLC is uh, further further proof that it needs to happen. We just can you make a uh, glossy you know, two of it, Brandon? Is, the beauty of it is we could float us back without actually investing anything. That's what I think. That's what we're going to do. We're going to borrow the money and people are going to give us a, a blank check corporation. We do it. But am I wrong there? I guess, Matt, you're really the, you're the expert here. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like they go to hand in hand. I feel like if you've got conflict, you they, probably they, need some Cloudera. Related, right? But, mm-hmm. Probably. But then, then you know, where's all this data going to end up? You're going to need a data lake. So you're going to grab yourself uh, some, some data, data bricks. And well, well, I was going to be a little snowflake, but I guess you're right. But I guess it's true. Snowflake. I mean, we could. That could know, be the other thing that we could start to like if that we're, stock comes we're, down. We're putting things together that ostensibly were open source at some point, right? <laughs> well, I would say we're restoring the natural order, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what but, we're, and, we're trying to do here. And, and they all have, you know, very strong cloud competitors. Um, they all have, uh, you know, people who can take their same code bases and run against them and run the same products, whether they're in the cloud or offering other, you know, uh, SaaSs. And then, of course, you know, being open source and, you know, being any technology, like the competition doesn't stand still. And so, uh, honestly, I, I hadn't really heard of Apache Pulsar before uh, I read some of this stuff. Right. And it turns out, like, apparently it's the new one. It's the new hot shit for, for streaming events. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've read up on it, of course. And, you know, it's like, Oh, they can provide the same APIs. You know, they they just use the the Kafka uh, line protocols or the Kafka you know uh, APIs and just punch in their own engine. And it's like, well, that seems pretty pretty much a competitive. Well, but threat. I think we should take a moment because again, this article from Jesse Anderson. I think all the investment bankers reading this, everyone should just go read it. But he has a line here which I think encapsulates a lot of what you're getting at. It says, uh, "Kafka with Kubernetes." or other technologies could spell the catalyzation of Kafka. For Cloudura, clusters becoming cattle was a massive problem for its business model. For Confluent, yeah. the same issue could prove true. So one, never seen the word catalyzation, but I love it. So I'm all in on it. <laughs> uh, and two, I'm like, that sentence, there's a lot in that sentence. But I was like, I think uh, he has uh, you know, basically written the anti-case for this IPO, right? That would be what it is. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, it is like, hey, this thing probably has a short runway, and you know, going public is something you do to raise money, and and so maybe you know this will let them you know raise enough money to buy their way into some adjacent uh, markets, you know, um, you know, sort out their their problems of of you know only having one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. But now on your um, so, you so new job, like what about um, the Kubernetes angles? That's the part I understand. It's like, would we really say this? Would we really say like, oh, okay, you can just package that all together? Or is that sort of like just giving everyone a lot of homework? It's like, sure, you can build anything with Kubernetes if you have infinite time, but maybe it would be easier to use something new. Well, it, there are definitely people who are working to package it up and, and, and catalyze it. <laughs> catalyze? Catalify? <laughs> um, uh, cat, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably some sort of relegate cattle thing, cattle gate. Uh, it, and you, you have seen that, right? You have seen that with a lot of databases. Um, you know, a, a lot of other databases, it's like, 
oh yeah, I'm just going to spin up the database service and somebody's gone through the time to package it up well enough where I don't need to be an expert in it to stand it up. And if I have a big enough Kubernetes cluster, I'm not going to notice if it's really inefficient and poorly tuned. Um, and, and, you know, that, that is one of the advantages of, of Kubernetes is, you know, even if you're not fully utilizing, you know, all, all the resources you, you have, you do have them more accessible, right? You, you, you are losing, you're losing like, you're losing having such a focus on individual machines. Your, your workloads are more elastic and they can spread across machines more evenly. So it's okay to deploy things inefficiently because you have a lot more slack. Mm. Um, and, and so, yes, I, I think, and, and so there will be, you know, there'll be CRDs and, and, you know, Helm charts and ways to deploy, uh, you know, Kafka that, you know, Hey, this is, this is, you know, the basic Kafka that everyone needs. And a lot of people will just deploy that just like, you know, today they, they just grab, you know, uh, an RDS or, you know, some, some cloud database. They don't really care. They just assume it's going to work. And for most people it does, you know, because the tech is, is really way beyond the, what it, what it needs to be. So I, w- I want to explore the defensible uh, positions and possible defensible things by, by being a little bit uh, Cote Colombo here. You know, I don't, I don't really understand what a Kafka or a Kafka is other than event streaming and, and like, yep. t- tell me where I'm wrong, but I, I think, I think there are three critical components to they don't call it event streaming anymore, right? What was it called? Loose data, like, you know, fat, whatever. But like to what, whatever's going on here, one is like, uh, so storing the data. So that's a big deal, right? Like yep. how, whatever technology you have to store it, uh, that both it is not super expensive, that it doesn't disappear, uh, that you can basically have it be, I don't know the phrase for this anymore, but like whenever two or more entities look at it, they basically are looking at the same thing. Uh, you know, that, that more or less like, you know, I, I don't have, whatever, this is the check kiting thing, right? Like you got to make sure that. Uh, well, that, there's, that, a, there's the difference between like queues and, and streams, right? So the, the queue is, is, you know, you're going to have one reader or, you know, you can say like, I want, oh, you know, right, when right. somebody no, reads I, but, it, they consume. I just mean on the data storage thing that like once the oh, data gotcha, is gotcha. stored, it can't mutate. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. no matter what you do with caching and clusters and stuff like that, like it's got to yeah, be yeah, like. Yeah. So so you've got data storage, right? And then the second thing is you are getting to the other two things are basically input and output. There's like reporting and wingdings like that that you can like mess around with, but it's sort of like so you got to get data in. That's important, right? Yep, yep. And then also you have to get data out. Also important, and then. Yep. From my ter- tertiary, from my sort of like from afar watching the Kafka world over the past couple of years, it seems like the in and out of the data is basically, and maybe this has changed, but the main issue there is that I have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of things that are looking to read and write all at the same time. Like it seems like, as they say, the connected car or a factory is like the yeah. typical event streaming thing where you're going to be sending basically, I don't know, I should search and see if they said internet of things in there anywhere, but like I'm the, sure they said like IOT. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- I mean, this dates my understanding of the space, but basically IOT is just like fucking crazy as far as when it comes to like speed and bandwidth and everything. And so that's yes. where the input and the output put become like the critical part of it of like, can you handle every single Ford car in the world sending you know gigabytes of data to and from you a day now i don't know if it's gigabytes but it's sort of like whatever you know whatever that may be like could could you use like can you handle uh all of let's say vodafone actually wanted to consolidate all of their their accounts so that it was actually one company instead of a bunch of different country (laughs) like companies that just happen to be called vodafone and they all use the whatever you know let's say you have a billion cell phones and like you have to handle the data from all of them all at once. Right. I mean, something like that. And so that seems to be the input and the output, but then it's not only the input and the output. I think the hidden thing is like getting to the input and the output, right? Like, I guess you call this the network, but like, what is that thing between the cell phone or the factory or the Ford car 
to the actual API that go, that dumps into there. And like, it seems like that's almost the fourth thing that like is incredibly valuable. And, and like, so does like Kafka do all of that or like what parts of it does, does it do? Well, yeah. I mean, so that, that's Confluence business is, is giving you all the adapters to get stuff in and out of the system. Right. Mm. And um, so, so they, you know, I, I said that's their business. They have they have a lot of things they've added. Um, you know, right, uh, right. streaming I'm sure query there's languages. Tools and, yeah, and stuff yeah. Like there, there's a lot of stuff, and um, some of it is open source, some of it's not. Uh, but yeah, that that is part of their business is just you know making sure that it's it's easy for people to get more junk in and filter what they have and sort it out and yeah, get. Yeah useful data out of it i mean i get and, and you're right that's a, a whole other thing don't get me that's wrong. a whole other thing is <laughs> is like um let's just call it data cleaning or like you know getting the data in, a sh- in all the shape that you need which is a different uh different thing <laughs> than all of that <laughs> but yeah so if i mean you've got kind of like five things running around there that you could have in your portfolio and and if you had you know if if, if i don't know how many but each of those things could be a competitive dare I say it closed a proprietary thing that you had. And that w- those would be defensible things that other, other people couldn't just take the open source of and run on their own. And then depending on how you wanted to play like patents and stuff like that, that even public cloud vendors couldn't like, you know, do uh, without paying you some money for it. But it seems like each of those components are things that if you're in this space, that's what you're going after to, uh, I don't know, have a $50 billion TAM uh, as, as is also in there uh, at, at, at some point. I mean, that TAM would probably be even bigger. And then, for, and then I guess it also drags in like, you know, all of a sudden you've got the, uh, all the telcos in the world sort of interested and then your Ericsson's and Nokia's and does, does, is Ericsson and Nokia, if someone bought, no, no, Nokia network is its own thing at, yeah. nowadays, right? And you've got all those people who uh, would be interested as well because they're the ones I imagine it's like whoever owns 5G, you know, aside from tracking the movement of every person who's gotten the uh, the coronavirus vac- vaccine nowadays, like it seems like whoever is selling 5G would be very interested in this kind of thing, right? Because they're yeah. the ones who, who want to have sort of assurance of data going back and forth. And uh, if you don't, if you don't have something like a confluence or whatever on either end of your, your, your stupid pipe, then like, who cares? This episode is brought to you by CBT Nuggets. Are you looking to build your IT skills? Do you want to learn more about IT security, cloud computing, or networking? Then it's time to visit CBT Nuggets. They offer over 350 courses and over 2,000 virtual labs. They have courses available on everything, including AWS, Linux, VMware, and even Salesforce. Best of all, it's available online so you can learn what you want, when you want. CBT Nuggets adds over 40 hours of new training each week, so there's always something new to learn. They also offer accountability coaching, allowing you to speak with a real person who can help you create a personalized learning plan, set goals, and check in to make sure you stay on track. To get started, visit cbtnuggets.com sdt. That's cbtnuggets.com slash sdt. There you can sign up for the seven-day free trial, which gets you full access to all their courses. You know, I look through there, and I'm always wanting to learn Python more. And there's a lot of courses there where you can kind of ramp up into it and uh, even do some advanced networking things with Python. Other topics like that, I may go check that out when I'm done recording this. Anyhow, you can start learning today by going to cbtnuggets.com sdt. And of course, we thank them for sponsoring our show. All right, so so I think I understand the uh, the strategic board of, of I'm calling it this space because it would be what Confluent and whoever else is doing, and it's basically like so if I am I, I guess I drive a Toyota now so if if I'm driving my Toyota uh, as they say in Europe a state which is we call a station wagon and my warranty is about to expire the car computer generates a message and and there's like it connects, I think it could connect to some confluence thing with the onboard computer. And then it's going to send this message and then it hooks up to a network. And then confluence, confluent doesn't have anything to do with the network. It goes through the network. And then there's a confluent end on the other side of that pipe 
that eventually cycles down and ends up in me getting a text message that's like, Hudamoga, come come to the local Toyota dealership <laughs> and uh, you should uh, get an extended warranty now, or something like that. Now, I, I, I love I love the, the convoluted makeup of, of this world, but really... You're just in a in a CRM database that says Cote Bada Toyota <laughs> in March, yeah, yeah. and you know five years from now we need to sell him the extended warranty part two. I'm I'm just you know they want the exact <laughs> kilometers that I've driven that instead they, of okay instead- yeah yeah so 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 yes yes there, there's some streaming data coming off your car and it's getting rolled up occasionally and and updating you know some Salesforce or you know, what's the CRM software? I don't even know. Um, you know, not, not sale, not Salesforce, but you know, something for managing that big database of all the, the Toyota customers. Yes. Uh, there is data coming off your car, finding its way through, uh, through, uh, Kafka and eventually streaming into a connector that's updating the Oracle database that says, you know, the Cote row. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I get a text message that's like, you know, pre- press, press one for stop. And, and I'm like trying to. <laughs> so I would summarize this yeah. whole thing. Like Kafka, everybody likes it. Great. We all everybody need streaming. Confluent. All right. I would just say, I'm, I'm going to say like, could potentially, we, you may want to sit out this IPO and wait for the private equity uh, transaction. I'm just throwing that out there. It's like, or, well, it- or, but I think it's a good test case of the thing we always talk about or, this is the open source thing, as Cote was alluding to, that like there's enough proprietary stuff that we've co- talked about, connectors and making it work and enterprise uh, features that are necessary that will allow it to go on to be a $50 billion company. So that's yeah. what you're, that's I, the I bet think, that's going into this, right? If you buy I, I the mean, stock, I, that's what you believe. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this whole, what are, what are the, the, the strategy board thing? Because it feels like if you add it in that network part through partnerships or something, you could basically go to, all of the IOT interested people and be like, now you're done. Right. Like yeah, you get but this whole th- but you know, uh, that, however, that's, that's such a hugely thing. customized market and regional stuff that it'd be hard oh. to tie that all together into but, uh, but, but, one but that's the sort of crazy idea that leads telcos to acquire software companies because they're oh. like, we we could do that, right? Yeah. Right. And then you're gonna have like ATT's like or or you know, Verizon's gonna be like we could own streaming. Yeah. Next thing you know, Matt Mullenweg owns Tumblr. And that's, that's <laughs> exactly right. And that's, that's, I mean, cause you know, the, the Australian telco here owns one of the video streaming services that used to do a whole bunch of sports stuff. And it's like, why, you know, it's just, you know, it didn't make sense then. And of course it slowly folded. You know? Yeah. 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 So, or, or who, uh, MGM is being sold off by no, who, who's what's big media. Amazon's company? buying MGM. And then that, but wasn't it AT and T is no? They sold who's, who sold what to Discovery? Uh that was AT and T. They sold off all the Warner Media yeah, stuff, so that's all so now they, Discovery. So, right? yeah. mm-hmm. so they just, and they Verizon just spun off Yahoo. I mean, come yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the I mean total sidebar here, and then we can move on. But I want I should look at the types of businesses that Berkshire Hathaway does because most of them are like insurance businesses. But do they do? Are they one of the rare conglomerates that's able to like ha- hold more than two ideas in its head and, and do two businesses businesses successfully? I suppose there's like Japanese and Korean conglomerates that are boy I can't talk that are like that. But I wonder if. But it's really more like you know because think about Berkshire, you got to go back to it. It is a conglomerate, but it's really just a holding company where they allow oh, all, sure. these, all these companies to run independently and they don't really do any like if yeah if uh, warren buffett were to buy like uh you know not that he could but like at&t is probably like at&t and say warner me like he would just leave them be right he wouldn't try to like, get, yeah he wouldn't pull yeah. the. that's the difference he's not trying to pull them together and get more out of it he's just like okay oh geico you're right great you're for right, insurance right. business and then he buys like a uh, an energy producer in brazil and then there's no you know they don't do anything yeah, similar yeah. i guess i guess it i guess it's you know uh book three in in cote's business book trilogy that will never be written is like synergies colon are they real and i think you know like in in the case of someone like like a berkshire maybe the only synergies are that the you know if i understand it the only synergies is kind of understanding financials which sounds ridiculous but then also cultivating uh you know ceos and leaders who can go into a company and and run high free cash flow businesses because that's what he wants takes the cash and then goes and buys other companies so there yeah, but because some... you know, it just makes me wonder, like if you are like, you know, an AT&T, like, 
you know, how do you not be able to do that? <laughs> right. Like, like I, I guess you could look at Amazon's like an in, interesting example of that. But anyways, I, like I said, it's a sidebar of like uh, totally a sidebar. Be, yeah. Cause, but, but a quick, quick note on your sidebar to your sidebar. Um, yes. Blackstone, uh, you know, the largest investment mm, firm. Yes. Um, one of the guys who was like high up in that went into Biden's administration and uh, they were saying, well, the thing is like, it's kind of like running a government because you have all these disparate things and you can actually go and say like, oh, all right, boy. you know what? Uh, you know what? My portfolio of companies, we care about climate change. And like, you know, you might have the energy company in Brazil and Geico and they're like, so what does that mean? And they're like, well, you have to do this because we tell you to. And it's like, but that doesn't have anything to do with our business. And you're like, yeah, yeah but I yeah. own you. You know, I, you're making you're making me think. I don't know if this is true, but this thought has occurred to me that, you know, there's the whole I don't know if they do this in other worlds, but in the U.S., there's this strong kind of, well, relative to the last however many years, slightly right way of thinking that, like, you know, business people are, would be great in government so they can run government like a business, which, you know, I think I think what needs to be added to that to make it plausible is that so that they can run government like a business that loses billions of dollars a, a quarter which is great for a startup, right? But like, that's, that's the problem with like a business mentality to government is like, mm, but the government is not actually supposed to make money. Like it's supposed mm. to do shit for me. Whereas a business person works for shareholders to maximize the, uh, I don't know, it's probably not rent seeking, but running, running an organization like a business is essentially like, I'm trying to extract as much money out of this as possible to give to people which is not what you want the government to do. That's a bad idea. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. You're not moving back to Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, well, you know, I'm going to go with, with for our next topic with the easy, exciting uh, thing. I'm going to go with the candy, right? There's been a bunch of ransomware stuff out there. That's fine. Whatever. I think, I think the one ransomware thing that was interesting, not one, but the most interesting thing is that someone wrote is to contemplate that uh, and I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but like, you know, a lot of uh, ransomware stuff has been enabled by Bitcoin, which, which seems kind of true. And yet somehow the FBI was able to reclaim Bitcoin. I don't know what that means. That sounds, that sounds like trying to well, be able they, to reclaim an idea. They that found I the person's the password. They just yeah. went and found the person's password or yeah. found the person and said, give us your password. And it's, it's that old XKCD, you know, comic where they're like, you know, Hey, we will have all this super double encryption or whatever. And, you know, the F, you know, no one will ever be able to crack it. And then, you know, Hey, here's $5 in a wrench, go bust that guy's kneecap and you'll get what you want. That's what yeah, the FBI yeah. did. So, yeah. so that's an interesting aspect to think of, but what I want to go to is Apple's WWDC. And, Cause I think, I think really what, what <laughs> is going to, what it, what is going to affect, well, maybe not you, Matt Ray, but well, maybe your kids, your because your kids aren't like Android users, I've got right? Because they're cool. Mac here. I, I'm 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 practically about to onboard think, into the default lifestyle. I think of everything everything we're going to talk about this week. What's going to affect us most in our day to day life, perhaps hourly, is uh, what comes out from the Apple world. So, Brandon, <laughs> what what are your highlights from what's the, and the release? Isn't coming out till fall. Why do they? I mean, I know why they do this, but why it's so frustrating? So frustrating. What 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 are your highlights? Give me give me the top three things that were announced. And how they are going to make your life better. All right, happy to do it. So um, they announced a bunch of stuff, and you know, obviously for developer conference, there was quite a few end user features announced. So that's what I actually like. So there's a bunch of stuff. There's like I think 20 different things. So I went old school product management. I actually ranked them all: the must, the should, the frills. Like oh, in, you in, did, didn't in you? In my world, like what I actually uh -huh. care about. So mm -hmm. number one on my board is live text. It just it is a feature that mm -hmm. sort of has existed. Uh, but this is maybe more about like, I really use my camera half the time to like take pictures of text that I need to remember. So live text is finally the ability, the built in to just automatically OCR scan it and let you cut and paste it have, very, have you very never quickly. I know. So you now you're about to say, Matt, okay, hold on. Let me preempt this. Uh, <laughs> have you not used this other thing that isn't built into the operating system to do it? The short answer is I have, and it's been annoying since the dawn of the iPhone. What I want is it just to meet a point. 
the camera, the default camera app uh-huh. at that, that and immediately okay. work extremely well. And I know there are millions of apps that do this. I know there are millions of ways to cut and paste and Android's had this forever and blah, blah, blah. And I've used all that stuff, but I don't think it's You're been right. that great. Okay. Default yeah. lifestyle, live text, number one on the board. I don't want to hear yeah, it. It's okay. like absolutely perfect feature. Okay, it's going but, to come but, in and be done in a way, in a, a simplified way that the world can use. So now give me your Emacs, you know, hack together seven I've, old iPhones and a camera that you made work. Please ex- explain that solution to me now. Go ahead, Matt. I, I honestly can <laughs> say the most amazing thing I've seen in the last five years was when I took the Google Translate. Uh, Translate Google app. Translate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Google Translate. Yeah. That is amazing. When you point it at a sign in another language and it replaces it in English. I love that. I love that feature. As you you can imagine, I use that all the time. And, you know, if if, if there's any Google Translate people listening, I want to make a suggestion that when you're doing, and maybe it's in there, but you you could just send me uh, an email or DM about where it is. But when you're doing that, I would love to be able to save a picture uh, because I often refer back to it. it, No, 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 no. Don't don't get... Don't get me wrong. I use it all the time. I wouldn't be able to have the quality of life that I have without that uh, over here, since I don't speak uh, Dutch or read it. So, but of course, uh, of course, the difference is the difference is, of course, Google. I said the coolest thing I've seen in the last five years. I don't think it's changed in five years, right? And Google put it out, and probably now that we we all just talked about how cool it is. It's probably fan now. No, you can. You could have <laughs> cut and paste or like, you know, Google has had these things where you, if you put like images in the certain places in Google, it works. But this is why I like live text. It's like, oh, just a miracle. Yeah. No, no, no. Apple, that's the thing. Apple takes something somebody else did and they do it right. Oh, it's going to be they great. Do all, right. Right. all right. So, right, okay. So that was one. So and number two, two, I'll just go faster here. I think this is just, I've lost AirPods. I did recently had to replace some. Uh, find my AirPods. So finally, ability to actually find them and actually find them precisely in, in the location. Yeah, right? that's cool. A quick aside note, I was watching this a little bit with my son and my son's like, you know, they should add that for the Apple TV remote. Wait, and I did was you get like, your whole family together? No, to well, just the, my son was here. My wife would never watch it. Uh, <laughs> but my son was like, they should add this for the Apple TV remote. And I was like, that's a good, good I was idea. like, he's, you know, so he's 10. I was like, you're right. And they never will. I don't know why. Like, but you're right. Yes. Like we all realize no. the Apple TV remote needs it. I like, so, you know, like, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, being on the identity side, I always like, the less I have to carry my real wallet, always good. So more app wallet keys so I can start my car, eventually have a key to my workplace, uh, potentially for my house. Just more of this. I even said that like for participating states, which I assume the state I in, I'm in will not participate. You can even have like your driver's license, a government ID. Like I love that. Just give everything, right? But they did say the TSA would be somebody that would accept uh, looking at, I guess, your, your, your identification being that your driver's license. So I think that's fantastic. And then finally, and again, Matt Ray, I'm preempting this. I'm preempting your Google stuff. Like before you get it, it's like, I actually like Apple maps. It's getting better. And the, hmm. all the new stuff they showed was very cool. I thought it was really, really good. And I just like the fact that it's all going to work there. So those are it. Those are my four must have, you know, probably things that you, you wish already had. Um, and I will, I'll just call it one other one. Uh, Cause my son, I remember watching, they showed FaceTime, which is on, which is on the bottom of the list. I don't really care about it all. I have had my dead last yeah. where they basically recreated zoom. But one of the things they showed was the, 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 the grid view, the Brady bunch view. And my yeah. son looked at me. He's like, doesn't it already do that? I was like, exactly. Exactly. The fact that they're just announcing this tells you a lot about how no one really cares about that. So that was <laughs> absolutely dead last. Nobody, even, <laughs> even the students, even the kids are like, uh, we don't even use FaceTime for that anyway. So go ahead, Matt. Am I imagining, did, did they say that they were opening FaceTime up to other platforms? They did through the web browser, only making it more convoluted and impossible for Android people. Like, why would you use oh, that? God. We would obviously use Zoom or Google Meet or, again, like the FaceTime stuff is like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I should have like below frill. I should just have like, you know, you lost. Like, why? Just like, don't. don't we'll, do put you, we'll put you next to Skype. Even the people at Apple use WebEx. They don't even use FaceTime for group calls. That shows you how like behind the time this feature is. So They probably use Zoom, not WebEx. No, they use WebEx. I will cool. find you. I will send you the link. I will show it I to you. I think it's because, I mean, who wouldn't like that? I haven't used a WebEx in a while, but I remember there was a lot of des- like design, love, and care put into WebEx thing. Remember that the, there was a guy who would be like, welcome to WebEx. And I mean, like when you have that kind of attention to detail, like, you know, it's all great. But there were some, Kote, for you, I, you know, this is like, you're the iPad lifestyle person. I can't get there. Mm -hmm. So the things Mm -hmm. I I just put on like the middle, I I don't think I'll ever use it. 
iPad OS multitasking. They have a whole new way to do that. I just gave right, up. Right. I gave up on multitasking on the iPad. I just don't ever do it. And then um, they also had this thing where you can move from your using one keyboard and mouse. And they showed you can basically, without doing anything, you just put your iPad next to your computer and you have your Bluetooth keyboard and the mouse will just magically move from run to the other. So you're right, like right. working that's, on that's it together. Like- as so what one podcast I was listening to was uh they were analogizing it to synergy, which yeah. Matt Ray introduced me too long ago. And that <laughs> that does sound back in two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it does sound like, do, I put that like I'm never gonna do that. Like I'll no, try it one no, time and, and, but I'll and, never hey, use it. To, to your point, Brandon, setting up Synergy was like a lot of dot files. Yeah. Like and yes. and it was also very convol anyways. It but once it was set up, it was very awesome. Was and I think, yeah, I think equally, this is this is what I was going to cite. I think this is mm, probably. I'm going to say now, this is probably the thing I am looking most forward to. Oh, really? It, it okay. is. It is like it is. I, you know, I have tried. I I don't want to say to become an iPad person, but I really enjoy using the iPad, and it's just sometimes hard to uh, work it into a, a workflow. Uh, wow, I sound like a productivity podcast person, <laughs> but I think I think if you you know if you you had this, you could set up the iPad next to your machine, and just like Matt Ray and I used to do between a Windows and a Mac, yep. way back in the mid two thousands, you would finally be able to use each device for what it's good at, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Which you kind of can't really do right now, like. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think it'll be All right, so nice. You're gonna give, to, to okay, so what like. I, I just don't I don't use it enough to know. So then some shout outs. So some chances for Matt to dunk on Apple. I'll just throw up you some softballs. Mail privacy, uh, you know, throw away email addresses. So Matt, you can say that's been around. When you that does say, sound nice. When did that start? Uh, like uh two thousand five? I don't know. That's been around for a long time. I I, I, I used Mailinator yesterday. Okay, so that's been around uh, we're gonna say at least a decade, <laughs> probably longer than a decade, right? At Matt? least. At least a decade. All right, so far privacy. This is for you, I did, Matt. I needed some lead gen. Okay, but this is for you, right. Matt. Safari privacy. Yeah, sure. Like always, like, yeah, we always need more of that. Sure. Just like yeah, help, help me sure. better. Break it in. You know, the thing is, but Apple will do it right where it probably doesn't break, like, you know, all sorts of weird stuff. There's a reason I keep Safari as my pristine browser. Yeah, right? so I thought I, that was good. When you need things that only absolutely work, you're all like, right, what about this one you know for you, Cote? Like with family health sharing data, you and Kim and the family, everyone can share health. I don't know. It's like, maybe, it's kind of nice. Maybe. maybe for an elderly parent. I was like, eh, I don't really need that. You know, yeah, and then yeah, of course yeah. the the gratuitous like messages and notifications overhaul. Sure, why not change it again? Like it never really works the way I want anyway. So like, keep trying. I think that's all I'm I thought. Still trying to yeah, figure yeah. it out in big. You sort. know, you yeah. know, uh, I I spend most of my time telling people that failing is learning, Brandon. That's right. I like and it. So and you just got to you like, just got to keep learning. Then features that almost antagonize me. Okay, now over FaceTime, <laughs> you can actually share music and video, so we could all be watching or listening to the exact same stream of music or video. That's totally oh. pointless. I don't actually, I actively want to make sure no Brandon. one ever does this for, with me, ever. I don't ever Brandon, want someone how, to do that. How, how are you and your friends supposed to comment I, on the, the, the big game? I, I don't like, again, like, oh, we're all going to watch a movie together over some shitty FaceTime connection. You know what I'm going to do? Watch a movie by myself, then bother you with my my annoying theories afterwards in text. That's what I'm going to do. Great. That That's would be great. Work. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, or you could watch something in the same room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Apple. Yeah, this is this is this is so this is something I I was curious about, and and maybe not as uh, as as sort of imminently opposed at the beginning, but it is. I I just I don't I cannot think of the I I can't think of the use cases for that. I mean, I guess I can, but I don't know if they're real. No, like, no let me interject. You can't because you're, they're all fake use cases. This, this is the quick like, hey, we all went yeah. to dinner together and we need to split up the bill and we're going to, you remember the Google Pay thing? Or we're all, they're all, aren't we all using that now to yeah, like split up yeah. the bills? No, you're never going to do this. I, I mean, okay, cases, okay. So, so like, would would my would my mom watch no. Frozen with no. with one of my kids 100 no. would that be a thing no okay because no. that's all i got all right, i'll all go I through got. the final ones the stuff that just the frills or stuff i don't think we need apple icloud plus i mean again matt this is your chance to dunk it's like i'm not paying they, for it they kind of have like a vpn <laughs> thing and private email and matt's gonna say like hey, we've had that, this for like I, I, 17 I like years they're 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 making it acceptable they're making it more mainstream right I, I, yeah. not not acceptable accessible they're making it accessible and more mainstream that's all great right. Yeah, so you know, know if, if, really they, if if I they probably won't do this because you know they're in big media's pocket. 
<laughs> but like if they had a VPN uh, with with geo faking that actually worked ninety oh, percent of the time instead of twenty percent of the what time, want, right? I mean, I instantly and it would work on the Apple TV, so I wouldn't oh. get this. Oh, you're traveling abroad, bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, but of course, I, I mean, I yeah. I can't imagine. I can report they would surprisingly, do that. Tim Cook did not announce that it circumvents all uh, global oh, rules yeah. around media <laughs> subscriptions. He did say that like it would help uh, hide your data, though. So that was it. Okay, the other then, one. Then I could finally watch HBO Max over here without like having to like airplay from my you know ipad <laughs> through mulvard in norway or some bs like all right the other one was uh <laughs> my sir- prime video keeps getting set to turkey and i have no idea why <laughs> oh, I love it. you guys need the whole we need a whole segment on global media regulation all right finally here we'll just round it out surrey coming to third-party accessories uh how about just make surrey work uh correctly on like your own devices like i don't think surrey needs to go to any third-party accessories i didn't yeah. care about that uh add i iPad widgets, I don't care. Like the widget phenomenon, I'm out on it. Like I don't care about no, widgets. No, that's, I don't that, want that's widgets. Maybe, I don't like I, it. I haven't read in detail, but that's that's in my top five exciting things. Because I've right. often wondered. I use I use the weather widget. I think I've commented on this. I use the weather widget on my phone and I look at it multiple times every day because the the weather here is psychotic. I was thinking of this earlier, like uh, you know, back in Texas, like I, I never understood why anyone checked the weather, uh, because like it's always, you know, kill you hot right like there's no no variance like and if it's raining you can tell and if it's night there's no anyways but here it could be like you know sleep running at you like uh you know horizontally uh one minute and then the next minute it's clear blue skies so like knowing that you know anyways all right, so all right so the final one this is like i i would call because every release and uh, trust me i've been responsible for this like you always add something that um you to make sure the user base actively hates you, right? Because that's that's an important thing. And I think potentially the one that's on here is uh, in Safari. They have this whole Safari tab, which seems cool. But they're actually oh, yeah. moving the browser bar. So the browser bar is going to actually move with the tab that you're in, right? So it's, so if you're like on the left tab, it's, it's, it's all the way left justified. And then as you click on it, it'll start moving over, right? And it's like, I think people are going to hate this. like Because like if you use a browser a lot, it's always great to know exactly where... The browser bar is because that's where you that's your search bar. That's where you're going all the time. You don't want it. You always want it in the same place because you're coming back to it over and over. So the fact that they're yeah, like actually going to yeah. start moving it around inside the browser, I think this could like this. For example, you could lose a mat right here. Like this is going to like really annoy the shit out of yeah, people. Yeah, well, you I know, thought. we there's always like the customized toolbar thing, which I very rarely ever use in any app. Hopefully, yeah. that will still be flexible and you can. Uh, yeah, but things. exactly. So this is the kind of feature like when you add it, people hate it. The first thing people ask is like hey can i disable that feature like you know you're in a bad exactly. place this is like this is like the uh this is their office ribbon moment yeah perhaps. you're like oh that's well, um, f- can Firefox i disable that recently. like don't add it don't fix like so this one i'm yeah I, I think they hate it but again like we've all done it we've all been there we've all act, a- added features that people active actually yeah, hate uh, when they come out so i get it all right so that was it yeah. that's the definitive uh apple worldwide developer conference review and we we're experts in everything apple so i don't think you need to listen to any other podcast yeah well you know i, I mean as as uh, i think the okr philosophy which i imagine they have well maybe they don't have an apple but the okr philosophy is that if you get it 100 percent right you're failing because you're not <laughs> taking enough risks so you need to uh, every now and then screw around with safari uh, the Safari UI, which uh, that's that's uh, put a ribbon in. Well, do we have any? Uh, we there, do we have any uh, bureaucracy to go over, Brandon? Uh, just a couple things. Uh, I think it's a no wants you to work as a uh, senior systems engineer at Riot Games. That's based in LA. He says they discuss barbecue, Costco, and Kubernetes there. So, seems like oh. if you're listening to this podcast potentially uh, a place to go. Uh, of course, if you would like stickers, just send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefined.com. Be happy to send you some stickers anywhere in the world. So last week I promised I'd look into this, you know, uh, show notes issue with uh, Apple Podcasts, which approximately 35% of you are using. So I have figured out, because we support the defaults lifestyle here, right? That there is no simple way to actually add uh, show notes to Apple Podcasts that are going to be useful. So therefore, I'm just going to take this moment to like, if you care about the show notes, go sign up for the newsletter, which I don't know if we've ever told anyone, it's just the show notes. So if you sign up for it, the show notes will come to your email in a very beautiful formatted uh, way so you can actually see. So if you care about it, do that. If you don't care about it, then you have no work to do. That's my best solution there. So, So check out the newsletter and send me emails and I'll send you stickers. And also, uh, we still have a uh, a job open. Uh, I think 
I need to go look this up, but I believe there's still a job posted if you want to come work in my group on uh, Kubernetes and DevOps sort of stuff. It's uh, it's it's a pretty good job. You can uh, you know, send a message to me, or I'll put a note in the uh, the the show notes here. I'm typing that in right now. Cote Jobs. That's incorrect, but whatever. And uh, there's also a couple of conferences. Uh, yeah. If you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash/305, you can see all of them listed uh, of note. But more importantly, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? I I, I do want to recommend uh, on the conferences thing uh, mm. the the uh, uh, Trigger Mesh uh, K Native eventing. Um, we dropped it to zero, uh, so it's it's free now. So you should totally uh, uh, check that out if you want uh, three hours on learning about eventing oh, with Kubernetes. I was about to click on it. Ooh, yeah, good stuff. Um, so uh, given all this conversation about streaming events and how things are moving from place to this place to that and getting things from your database to Twilio, it's all up in your wheelhouse. So Cote will be there. Wow, um, that Sebastian guy on there, he needs to be in a James Bond film. I'm not sure what side it, it's going to be ambiguous what side he's on until the end, but like, wow, look at that guy. I like that. Huh. Um, anyway, my, my uh, picks for uh, this week. Um, I've got two. Uh, one came through a recommendation from uh, Michael Alvis, uh, one of the uh, listeners um, and a frequent uh, uh, forum posters or Slack poster. Uh, magnetic USB charging cables. I finally broke down and, and picked up a set of these and they're actually really cool. Um, essentially you put like this little uh, uh, connector into the bottom of your phone or your iPad or your Kindle or whatever. And you just have like a, the maglock, uh, the MagSafe kind of connector for all your uh, USB powered devices. And uh, it actually works really well. Um, so huh. I, I, I got one of those. And they're because they're like, you know, coming out of China, there's, you know, they're super cheap <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Um, so I just, you know, I just picked the highest rated one on Amazon and that's what I got. So uh, it works. Um, and then uh, my other thing is uh, I wanted to uh, recommend if you've got uh, your Disney plus um, you watch the, uh, the secrets of the whales documentary on the national geographic uh, my, the, the way I like, what I like in my documentaries is, did I see something new? See, see something that I've never seen before? This one's chock full of that stuff. Uh, apparently in the last 10 years, they've started, you know, chasing whales with drones, which they, before it was always shots from like underwater or, you know, from a boat. And now they're flying over them and they've got some really cool stuff. So uh, passes the, you know, did I see something cool? Check, check box. That's a cool idea to have underwater drones or even overwater ones chasing them. Huh? Both. Yeah. Robots. Robots. Huh. Well, that's good to hear about those magnetic things because I've been interested in those, but I thought it was some like, you know, cheap ass made on TV thing. It just seemed a little too like unreal, but that's, that's good to hear. How about yourself, Brandon? What do you have to recommend? Well, a couple of things. One, I always, you know, enjoyed the Matt Levine uh, newsletter. He had some, a couple of great things with all the crazy AMC stocks. So you should read it for that. But he also uh, goes into uh, Movie Pass, uh, which is a link in the nonsense this week. Basically, <laughs> Movie Pass, which uh, sold uh, a limited uh, subscriptions to see movies. Uh, you pay ten dollars, and of course, this was an awful business model. See. Uh, describes, but uh, their level of fraud was they just uh, changed the password on their users so they couldn't log in to use the service. And uh, I just like this, like a new level of fraud. I just never, I was like, wow, just like, okay, well, there you go. So I think that was great. So you should always check out his newsletter for lots of uh, just, I mean, the financial markets are just in a weird state. So I think his newsletter is especially good. Uh, And then to distract yourself, I think I've recommended this before, but they've changed it up a little bit. The New York Times now has a game subscription. It used to just be the crossword, but now it has like uh, Sudoku and just like other like logic games. And, uh, you know, we're uh, here at the Defaults Lifestyle. Like we have the Apple games. Like I can't find any good games in the Apple games, but I love these like small logic games when instead of like wasting time on the internet, you can just sit down and like occupy yourself. Uh, playing what is a fairly simple you know crossword or sudoku or whatever so I, I get a lot of value out of it so i think it's like 20 bucks a year so check out the new york times game subscription if you're looking for simple games oh yeah that's that, that's another good recommendation because i stumbled on that a while ago and there was you probably know the game but there i don't even know what which, which one it was it was some number game and it was really it was it was fun 
and I and then I I was uh, I'm a subscriber or we are I should say and I was I was miffed that I had to pay extra but if it's just twenty maybe that's uh, worth it to have well my recommendation is uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before the uh, the the second book of the uh, the Gollum and the Genie book came out the Hidden Palace which I of course started reading and you know with the sequel. I'm always a little worried that I'm not going to be interested in it, but it's, it's uh, there's a little bit of recap stuff you have to put up with, but that's fine. It's, it's also good sometimes to have a, uh, is it previously on? That was kind of a good refresher because I sort of forgot who was alive and dead and uh, but it's good so far. It's really, uh, really nice reading. You know, I've been trying to read the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy stuff. I never got into it as, as when I was younger and it's just like, I'm still not getting into it. It's just too hard. There's like me neither. <laughs> the the plot is there's there's no plot, and it just I can't. I like I come in and out of it, and I just like I forget what's been happening. And I appreciate the wit and the the quickness of it, and little jokes here and there. But I don't know. It's like it's almost as bad as reading like reading like a uh, alphabetical listing of just like one liner jokes and you know why the chicken cross the road stuff, but. I'm sure it's one of those things that at the time was revolutionary and like a big deal. And now it's been incorporated into all parts of culture and uh, you know, turtles all the way down to steal from yeah. another source. But so far the hidden palace is good, good, good reading. I don't I haven't gotten the audiobook, but I imagine it's nice as well. Uh, so with that, as always, this has been software defined talk. We've got a Slack channel you can join uh, that has, we keep track of links, discuss all sorts of other things in there. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 305. You can also just go to softwaredefinedtalk.com to find out how to subscribe, go to the Slack, get the newsletter Brandon was mentioning. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I got to go pick up the kids. They, they, I got to go back to sleep. There's, there's no PTO for picking up kids.